we are back on the emergency goalies broadcast or podcast. And well, we could talk about the Blackhawks going on a losing streak, which they are, but all that got buried because of a press conference, town hall meeting, whatever name they wanted to put on it that happened last night. And I mean, you know, you thought you had a bad feeling about a town hall because it was the first time, you know, that, you know, Rocky words, Danny words at all would be talking to the press since, you know, everything went down. So you worried, like, would they say something that was tone deaf or whatever? And, but never in a million years. It was just to say it went badly is possibly the biggest understatement ever. But I'll just give it to you, Michael. But it was awful. Yeah, there's so many words that you could use to describe uh, that showing by Rocky Wirtz. Uh, last night. Um, Awful, certainly one of them. Embarrassing. Um, Just tone deaf. So so many bad, bad things happened Um, with, you know, two responses, basically, in a, you know, what was it, like a half hour town hall meeting. And, you know, we're essentially talking about one minute of of answers from Rocky Wirtz that completely blew apart everything that the Blackhawks were hoping to achieve by that event and what, if any, progress they had made in restructuring their organization since the Kyle Beach allegations became public a year ago. And yeah, it, uh, Um, I think you had a lot of Blackhawks fans that were already on the fence with the organization. And I, I think uh, those two uh, responses um, probably helped a lot of those fans decide which side of the fence they want to be on. And it's not the one that the Blackhawks wanted. So, yeah. um, I mean, it's just for, first of all, what, what he said was bad. Yeah. We'll get into that, but and the way he said it too was just it, it, completely unbelievable that he would interject the way that he did, respond with as much hostility as he did. I just I, I, I cannot believe that they were yeah, that he was so the, unprepared for it. Families that are like very successful business people yeah. should be that bad, like, and you know. Um, it's kind of like, you know, the reporter Mark Lazarus was saying, they had to know that this would be the question. Everybody on earth, yeah. every publication, if you or I or any random blogger had been invited to that, the first question would have been that. Exactly. And, and to give the Blackhawks organization the slightest amount of credit that they probably do not deserve at this point. But the question was directed at Danny Wirtz, who is the one that is being tasked with actually running the organization right now. And he seemed fully prepared to answer the question in a calm and I would assume productive manner. 
and Rocky Wirtz just yeah. jumped in unsolicited. I'm assuming there is a slick PR, you know, practice phrase yeah. that Tony Wirtz was about to give. You know, we're ready to move forward and we care. And yep, and this whole town hall would have just been a blip on the on the scene, and the Blackhawks could have continued with their process, whether fans believed in their changes or not. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it this... would have been some eye rolls, but right. I mean, and that's kind of what I expected out of, you know, I, I went into this and I was only kind of half paying attention to the town hall um, during the night. And, you know, I was, I was watching some of the responses and I think I even tweeted one about, you know, they started off with like one about Pat Foley and I was, you know, um, I was just kind of expecting it to be, a, you know, a, a fairly polished PR um, and it, uh, yeah, just went off the rails and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think we probably understand now why Rocky Wirtz has never been very public. Yeah. <laughs> He's never been a public face of this organization. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm trying to remember how many times we've actually heard from Rocky Wirtz over the years that were not in the aftermath of a championship. Yeah. And I mean, famously, if um, I don't know if many listeners know the whole story with the, but um, it was, you know, Bill Wirtz, but um, it was the brother of Rocky. Who yeah. Was running, Peter? Yeah, Peter. Peter Wirtz mm-hmm. was the one effectively running it when uh, Bill Wirtz died. Yes. And Rocky took over. Because right. he was older brother. So he has never really been hands-on with the team. But yeah, so it is like, I don't think we've ever heard him deal with the media and other than celebrations and stuff. Right. Yeah, I mean, there was a little bit when he first took over and, you know, he started undoing some of his father's policies. I do recall a few interviews. and But again, he was giving the people what he wanted at that point. Nobody was looking very hard at him or, or asking tough questions yeah. other than everyone was just pretty grateful that he was I mean, finally um, enacting that, some change. Yeah. The stuff that Bill Ward said, like they're very like changes that were like, yeah, like, they were easy. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, Rocky's never been put in a position where he's been, asked anything but softball questions, essentially. I mean, we've, uh, the only interviews that I can ever recall of him have always been after times of positive, you know, the, the changes when he first came in and then after the championships and all that sort of thing. And not to say that the Blackhawks have had a lot of tumultuous times over the years. Um, you know, certainly the Patrick Kane incidents mm-hmm. early on, but we never heard from Rocky in those instances. Uh, as the team started, as the results started to flag, never heard from Rocky in those instances. It's really been, he's only been public when things have been going well. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time we've really heard from him since the Kyle Beach allegations came out. And wow, just, yes, yeah. 
And the, you know, the jarring thing where he just, like we mentioned, where he um, cuts off Danny and just like, it's a very like shocking, like that you're always used to him being so like his image. Yeah. Is that, oh, the nice guy shaking hands, yep. last ending, you know, walking around the stadium. It's very much a Tom Ricketts. Yeah, he's very used to, you know, he's very used to receiving credit and thanks from the fans because, you know, he undid what his dad, all the damage his dad did and, you know, brought a championship team and, you know, he's been happy to, to shake everyone's hands and smile and laugh and, but yeah, you know, this is, this is the first major trouble he's had to navigate and you know, he's, he's been out of the, uh, you know, he hasn't been out in front of the public prior to this and yeah, just completely fumbled this. Yeah. I mean, basically he's undid every, every positive thing that he had portrayed over the last, what was it? 10, 15 years since he took over and it's yeah. Uh, <laughs> Set the franchise back probably as far back as they've been, maybe ever. Yes. But then you kind of look at the um, the totality of the Wirtz family ownership, and it's been... It's been awful. They've not been good. No. I mean, you know, and honestly, my entire life, they've it's been a, just a train wreck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even after Rocky took over... Um, you know, I got caught up a little bit in the in the initial, oh, you know, we finally got somebody that's going to undo everything Bill Wirtz made us suffer through. And, um, you know, Rocky did come across as, you know, somebody who wasn't going to meddle with things. You know, he hired a, you know, hockey, you know, he, he hired people to run the team and he was just going to stay out of the way. And that's what everybody wanted out of the owner at that point. And um, you know, he, he basically got to fix things that were, you know, easy fixes essentially. Um, but I, I do have to say, I, I've been very wary, um, mm-hmm. ever since what was it? 2000 and was it nine or 10? I cannot remember when the first Patrick Kane stuff came out. Uh, 2010. 2010. Okay. Yeah. After and, the, the, the um, I, uh, I was never very happy with the way that the franchise handled that. Um, that you know, a, if you think about it, it's kind of the canary in the coal mine. It could have been. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could certainly look at it that way. Um, <clears throat> but uh, you know, I've, I've always been wary about um, holding up <laughs> franchises and sports figures and especially the owners as, as any point, as any type of um, representatives for the city or, you know, fandom or just anytime you think you, you, it, it it never holds up. And um, so, yeah. So when the, you know, when the Patrick Kane stone stuff started coming out, um, I wasn't too pleased with the results and, you know, when a lot of the fandom was very much caught up and, oh, you know, we're so proud of the Blackhawks. I, I, I always had a little bit of trepidation 
given the fact that, oh, you know, our best player is kind of turning, <laughs> you know, I, it just, it, uh, it, it, it always left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. And um, like, um, like the Cubs with Chapman and yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, you know, I was, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, a, another great example of, you know, where, uh, you know, immediately when that deal came out, you know, I was like, uh, uh, you know, and people were like, oh, are you really not going to root for the Cubs if, you know, Rollis Chapman, um, you know, pitches the final out of a World Series? And I immediately said, I will absolutely still be rooting for them because I do at this, you know, I already know and have no expectation that my teams are going to be completely innocent of no. this sort of thing that I, I don't hold them up as, um, you know, moral, um, you know, they, they don't set my moral compass at all, but at the same time, I would be much happier if somebody else yeah. besides or all this or all this Chapman throws the final pitch. You're going to be about it a little bit. Yeah. And then when that actually happened, I remember putting out there that, yeah, I'm much happier that it was Mike Montgomery <laughs> that did it. And, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, getting it back to the Blackhawks part of it, it was, yeah, I certainly was always uncomfortable with the fact that, that, uh, you know, Patrick Kane and like you said, I, we probably should have, you know, we, we, we probably should have seen, more of this come and especially again going back to the fact that we're both Cubs fans, mm-hmm. we we heard rumors about McDonough yeah. <laughs> when he was still with the Cubs and the way that he ran things. Yeah, no, it would. And and, and I do have to say that was another one of the reasons why I was always a little wary about the Blackhawks. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I mean, sure, they they come over and they they've certainly fixed the PR and you know Jay Blunk got all that credit for the you know, the one goal campaigns and all that sort of thing. But um, yeah, uh, the, the dictatorial I mean, style of McDonough was always kind of a red flag. It also didn't hurt um, Rocky's case that uh, the wheels were kind of already moving on them being a better team. Yes. But, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was a really a perfect storm for him in that um you know, like I said, the the actual things that he addressed when he first came in were they were the lowest of mm-hmm. possible bars. I mean, it was just getting the uh, organization to run as a competent modern organization. It was it was bare minimum. It was putting the games on TV. If that was the only thing that he did. He would have been lauded by the Blackhawks fans but you know he did that and he did a few things like spending some money oh my gosh what a, what a novel concept so then the question we've got to move on to is something that probably can't be answered but we talked about it a little bit before but I'm starting to really doubt but could they really not have known Rocky the full time <sighs> I still have faith is the wrong word. Um, I do believe that there is a logical um, uh, explanation for them not knowing. And, and, 
you know, whether you believe the, the amount of independence, the independent researcher investigator had, mm-hmm. there wasn't, you know, I mean, it, at least it wasn't, you know, just an internal thing. It, it, you know, it was somebody actually doing investigating and they did say that they didn't. And honestly, we, we and we've talked about this on the podcast, the actions of the organization at the time spoke to me as, as if the Wurtzes did not know, yeah. you know, that the timing and the secrecy around the McDonough firing, which seemed weird at the time, and, you know, could be chalked up to the on ice results and there were, there were explanations, but, you know, once a few things came to light in the months after, it was very easy to go back in retrospect and say, oh, this yeah. is when the lawsuits became. And, you know, and, and again, going back to what we know or, or what we've heard, or we shouldn't say what we know, what we've heard about McDonough's um, management style was that I, I absolutely could believe that that was the type of thing that he would um, take care of himself and not necessarily um, involve the, the Wurtzes. But so, I mean, I can, I can, I can still hold out some rationale for them not actually knowing. And again, I, 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 it's the sort of thing where with Peter's involvement now, or not Peter, Danny's um, involvement, again, that seemed to indicate to me that, oh man, we put our faith in somebody to run this organization and we were hands off and they totally screwed us over. Um, and we're not going to allow, you know, the family isn't going to allow that to happen again. And so that's why, at least in my view, that Danny took a more act, that Danny took a more active role in the day-to-day process. But that's what I'll say, my, but when you see that anger, then you wonder. Uh, my. Uh, so like, um, here's my theory. Oh, yeah. And that I think, is it possible that they didn't know details or anything, but they heard whisperings of something's up. And would they have just said that McDonough, I don't want to know what it is, but just handle it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Is that- yeah, I, I do think that that is a plausible explanation. Um, my own thought is um, that the words is probably didn't know and that it probably, you know, was McDonough keeping things from them. I, I, I still think that that's the most reasonable explanation for what we, we know at the time. And um, sort of like the McDonough firing where in retrospect, we saw some things that kind of lined up better once some things came out. I was baffled by Rocky's response last night and the anger that was involved in it. But with the news of the allegation or of the new lawsuits that are coming out um, that the, uh, that three more lawsuits are potentially being filed against the Blackhawks that news broke um, what was it late last night so they- and uh, according to the article the Blackhawks were contacted just in December regarding these three and you know, so that's after that they, you know, started making their, you know, oh, you know, we're going to fix things and 
you know, they, they had already settled with the Kyle beach. And I, I think in some ways that they were probably hopeful that they were past the, you know, the, the, the worst parts of this. And, you know, they had scheduled this town meeting and they had announced that they were going to start um, searching for a new GM. And I really think that they thought that they were maybe they were over it, get, getting past it. And then I do wonder if somebody contacted them last night and let them know, hey, these things are going to get filed. We're, you know, the story's coming out. And I wonder if maybe that that is contri- a contributing factor that Rocky already knew that. And he was already pissed off that it was going to get dragged out again. And that, you know, these, the, the, the questions last night um, just, you know, allowed that, that simmering uh, resentment to kind of uh, boil over. Um, yeah. So that, that, that's certainly an explanation for me too. And, and that doesn't excuse his behavior in any way. I just think it adds um, uh, con- uh, at least a, a plausible context for, you know, what seemed like a very unreasonable response. And I just, I, yeah, it, it, either way, it's completely, it, it's, it's so discouraging and it's just, it's so, uh, yeah, it's, it's just disgusting behavior regardless, but yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily look back on all this as a lens of that, that this was, you know, a grand conspiracy from the words is from the very beginning. And I, I, I still don't think we have any, um, uh, there's really no evidence that's been made public that, that, that supports that view. I think this is, but what we, uh, to me, what this really frames us as, you know, yeah. Would McDonough, you know, uh, kind of handled this on his own and, um, you know, could the family have been, um, really shocked by that? Yes, maybe. But at the same time, it, the family hired him and kept him on for that long. So it, they couldn't have been completely shocked by his methods, whether or not they knew, you know, about these specific incidences, yeah. they had to have some sort of inkling that, you know, McDonough handled things in a certain manner and just, yeah. So, I mean, they were comfortable with a a person like that running their organization. And while they might not have known, they could not have been completely shocked or at least they shouldn't have been completely shocked. And um, yeah, just uh, it's, yeah. (laughs) uh, The question now is, of course, where do we go from here? Because, I mean, they took a hard PR issue and made it absolutely like a disaster. Yeah, I mean, they they essentially lit the organization on fire again. Um, And yeah, I I mean, I totally understand if, you know, one or 10 or 20 or 40 or 50 or 90% of the fans just say, you know what, we're freaking done. Um, I, you know, that's sports are always supposed to be there. They're for entertainment. And, and if the background, I shouldn't say background, but if, if the 
issues that surround every, you know, any organization. Or get to be bad enough. Get to be bad enough that it stops your enjoyment. Absolutely walk away from it. That is the, that is the right decision. Um, well, that's you know. where I'm kind of going here is that the NHL, like, desperately needs the Blackhawks. Yeah. And, you know, we have seen other organizations step in and force owners, or, uh, other leagues step in and force owners out. The Clippers. The Clippers is, I think, the um, primary one. There have been others. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the thing that separates the Clippers, I think, from some of the other ones is Sterling was uh, actually culpable in um, yeah. uh, uh, criminal uh, cases. It wasn't just, oh, we don't like the PR sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I want to say that um, there was an NFL team not long ago where they forced the owner to sell because of racist remarks was it? I don't remember. Uh, it, it, Maybe the um, the Titans or the Texans. I yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to speak to that because I don't, I don't necessarily know the the uh, the details on that. But okay. I, 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 in the back of my mind, I want to say that there's something along those but lines. The pressure but... is like very much on Rocky words. Like if he doesn't figure this out, yeah. I, I do wonder if, and it might be even too little too late at this point um, where the team is almost forced into the, you know, Rocky's going to be stepping down and Danny's going to be completely taking over all aspects of the team. I don't know if that's, if that would be enough to. Yeah, it might not. Yeah. Uh, but my guess is that that would be, the first step if the NHL decided to actually step in. Yeah, the league cannot cannot afford to have yeah go fall apart. Yeah. And you know, you know, when we talk about not really knowing Rocky's true self over the years because of how you know he's never really been in the media much. Uh, the same can be said about Danny. Yeah. Um, you know, he's really not spoken much over the last couple of years since he's become involved and you know i mean his initial responses from the um town hall last night i think were reasonable um you know he came across okay-ish um i think uh, jamie faulkner um probably presented herself a little better Yes. Um, and I think it's probably a positive that somebody like her is is involved now. And, you know, so I, I do think, um, you know, that that aspect and, uh, you know, whether it, I don't know that the Blackhawk can ever do enough or, you know, that anybody's ever going to trust the words family enough to, you know, say, oh, OK, they've actually truly changed the organization. Like I said, I don't know that there's ever going to be enough, but it, you can tell that at least Danny is trying to make changes. I, I don't know if they're effective. We, we, we just don't have enough information. We don't know if they're effective. We don't know if it's enough. We don't, you know, and. But I would um, assume that the NHL has already been the past 24 hours, gotten the message clearly to 
You would think so, but at the same time, of the four major sports, the NHL um, league office has time and time and time again shown that they have no idea how to handle situations like this. They are completely out of their depth when it comes to this sort of thing. And I do not, as much as I don't trust the words as they do things right, I trust the NHL do less I, I, I mean, yeah i do not see gary Bettman as as the, the the person that's going to solve this issue did he have to have it um state of the league yeah. press conference at the all-star game this weekend and i mean honestly it's probably more on the shoulders of the other owners i mean it you know, I mean, we talk about the commissioners of these leagues and that the commissioners work for the owners and, you know, the commissioners only have their power is more directed at the players union. And, you know, yes, some of the, you know, the front offices to some extent, their power is not directed at the owners. They work for the owners. And so, it's not necessarily going to be Gary Bettman and the league office that's going to be stepping in and forcing anybody out. It's the other owners. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, frankly, I don't know the temperature of the other owners on the situation like this, that it's, it's actually going to prompt them to, to step in. Well, I think the thing that would is um, if the attendance started really trying yeah. up. Chicago. Well, and, and, yeah, and television rate, you know, if it, it unfortunately, I mean, the NHL just signed all of these big television deals and the timing been different. And this would have, you know, happened a few months back or, you know, well, yeah, whatever that was like last year or whatever. And things could have gotten this bad then. Uh, that's the sort of pressure that the networks could say, hey, you know, uh, this is not a good look. Let's let, you know, you guys got to to uh, make some changes here. Otherwise, you know, we're cutting our offer by $50 million. That's, you know, that's the sort of thing that would motivate the league and the other owners. Um, now that all of those deals are in place, that's, that's the biggest hammer that would be out there to force the NHL into doing things. And unfortunately those deals are, you know, now on the books for years or decade. I don't even know how long that those deals are signed for. So there's really no financial motivation motivation for you know i mean you know because even like the blackhawks attendance you know that doesn't really affect the other owners that affects the blackhawks you know and and certainly yeah i mean league revenues are impacted um by a major market like the blackhawks to some extent but you know it that's more yeah, I mean, in comparison to like the television deals and um, the negotiations for the CBA and stuff like that, uh, th- that's the th- that's the things that really bring pressure. I don't know that um, the attendance and television ratings for a single team are enough to, to you know to really prompt that type of change. Then the question is just like, is the financial impact? on the words exactly exactly and you know like i said again i just uh, i I don't think it would be enough for people 
Um, but it, to me, the first step that they got to take is just say that Danny's taking over. <laughs> yes. Um, I just, I, I don't know what other step they can take at this point that uh, anybody would give, lend, lend any amount of credence to. And even that's probably not enough. They've got to do something beyond that. Because mm-hmm. um, anything short of selling the team, I think is probably the only thing that would convince, you know, the majority of people. You know, it, as you think about it, though, now, the city of Chicago, with their ownership situation. It, it's been terrible. <laughs> I mean, I mean is, is the ownership of, of, of any sports organization ever great? No. And, you know, I think in any of the major cities that have, you know, multiple teams, uh, you know, there's generally always, you know, at least one train wreck. But, you know, it, the city of Chicago is certainly cursed when it comes to their, to best, their uh, sports owners. Their uh, best, best owner is Jerry Reinsdorf. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> that may well be the case at this point, which is just because he'd be astounding in a lot of other cities. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty sad at this point. the uh, The reputation of every Chicago owner is just completely in the garbage can at this point, and I, yeah, it's. It's embarrassing, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, as a fan, there's only so much you can do. And, and, you know, again, I've talked about this, you know, uh, yes, I do a Blackhawks podcast. I haven't bought a piece of Blackhawks merchandise in five years. (laughs) Um, You know, I, I, I don't wear, um, you know, even when I go to watch a game, I don't wear my Blackhawks jersey um, in part because, you know, I've never, I, I've always felt a little uncomfortable with it. And, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the, the logo mascot thing has always bothered me. And it's always been my hope and expectation that the team changes that. Um and so, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, I, I have gone to some games, um, but not in Chicago in, uh, again, probably four or five years, something like that was the last time I went into Chicago. Um, since then, I've pretty much just gone to away games. Um, I want to say the last couple of years before I, I moved to the West Coast when I was still in the Midwest, um, the only games I went to were in Minnesota and St. Louis. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just... Uh, so I, I would encourage fans to, you know, to influence with their pocketbooks where they can. And, um, you know, that's, that's certainly going to be the biggest motivating factor. But, you know, there's only so much you can do to force uh, an owner to sell a team. And, uh, and you know, to, to me, it's always going to be what the other owners say is is going to far 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 outweigh what the you know what I, what the fans can do but mm-hmm. i also don't believe that just you know i i understand any fan that wants to walk away i again sports are supposed to be fun but yep. at the same time 
we want uh, so many fans walked away from when Bill Wirtz was in, in charge and that didn't prompt any change. Bill Wirtz just eventually died. Um, that's why, you know, uh, the, the words is still made money when the team was bad and nobody showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, the words will still make money when the Blackhawks continue to play bad hockey and nobody shows up now. It, there's nothing different that, um, owning a professional sports team in Chicago is literally a no lose situation. Yes. They will make money especially since they have, you know, uh, unlike um, uh, the McCaskies for the Bears who don't have, you yeah, know, yeah. D- don't have outside revenue sources, the Wurtzes are millionaires. Yeah, st- yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're in the freaking liquor I mean, industry. Nothing's disrupting that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think that you can do enough financially as a fan to affect the words is enough that they would sell a team. They, they will continue to make money. Would they love to make more money than they yeah. could if, if everybody stopped showing up? Sure. But it, uh, to me, you need to, uh, if you really want the, the team to change, if you actually care, you know, I, I can understand not caring anymore and just walking away, but if you still care, e- this is the time to be loud, not the time to be quiet. Yes. So. And yeah, just like, as we always, I, I always say, no one tell anyone else how to plan. Yeah, absolutely. As long as you're not like, yeah, packing people or like, yep. you know, yeah. That, yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm all for fandom in whatever way, as long as it's fun for you and the, you know, and the people around you. Um, and you start affecting other people, you know, yeah, that's, that's something different, but, um, yeah, in this case, like I said, if, if you, if you feel it's best to walk away from it, I don't blame you. Um, but if your motivation, if you, if you care and your motivation is that you want to see the Blackhawks actually change, I, to me, the best route for that would be to speak up, not not to just, uh, and uh, I say vote with your pocketbook and speak up, you know, don't show up to the games, but also continue to, to put pressure on the team locally. Yeah. Yeah. Take a two-pronged approach. Hit them in the pocketbook and hit them in PR. That's right. Well, um, I think that's where we'll. Yeah. I think that's a good stopping point. We don't have to talk about the other stuff, but. Yeah, we don't need to talk about the the terrible play by the team or the fact that they are probably going to continue to. Well, honestly, there's not even any games because it's the All Star break, so <laughs> we don't have any upcoming games until next week, anyway. So, so we'll be back uh, next week. Yep. Hopefully, there'll be some positive, some kind of positive stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I can't imagine at this point anything positive coming out of the next week, but we'll yeah. we'll see. All right. Well, dumb FTH85 on Twitter, Michael. MJ underscore Ernst. Yep. And you can subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. And yeah, we'll be uh, back next week. <laughs>